The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily express those held by this station or its advertisers and are strictly the opinions held by those contributing to the show. Welcome to the Eric Little High School Football Podcast, your home for news, discussion, and opinions about high school football in the Mid-Ohio Valley. And now, here's your host, Eric Little. It is the start of another high school football season in West Virginia, and I'm once again pleased to be here with you. Welcome to the Eric Little High School Football Podcast, possibly in the midst of a name change. Of course, I am the namesake, Eric Little. And the reason I'm looking at a name change is I'm not that big of a self-promoter, if you know me, and maybe that's to my detriment in this day and age, but I'm looking to maybe change the name to Inside the Huddle with Eric Little, something a little bit less you know, me-centric and more high school football-centric and insider-centric. I've submitted the name change to Facebook, and they actually turned it down, so I'm actually in an appeals process with that. They say it changes the name in a way that doesn't reflect what it's about. I I don't know. We'll see if Mark Zuckerberg can overturn my appeal or upholds my appeal or or whatever it is, and maybe get the name changed on that. But this is the Eric Little High School Football Podcast, a podcast about high school football in the Mid-Ohio Valley. We thank you for your continuing support of this, and your support in Season 1 was huge. Thank you for answering my poll questions and for listening and downloading every week and for sharing the episodes. And please continue to do that and share this with your friends. This is for those that are looking for a fix of high school football in the middle of the week. You can find new episodes on your favorite way to download podcasts. You can find it on the Facebook page. You can find it on iTunes every Wednesday. So subscribe to the pod and you can get those latest episodes. If you need your fix of high school football on Wednesday, if you want to maybe have someone to talk to you about what happened last week and set you up for this week, this is the way to do it. The reason I put my name on in the first place, by the way, I think I mentioned this last year on the epi- on the show, I write a Mid-Ohio Valley prep report on Metro News, and sometimes I get identified through that. People will know me, and or, or people will, will meet me, and they'll say, oh, you're the guy that writes that. So because of that, I thought, well, maybe the name recognition will carry over. But either way, the more I got to thinking about it, I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm comfortable with my name front and center on the show. But either way, same great pod. Glad to have you back for another year. Of course, there are a lot of ways to get involved. As we said, if you're finding this, there's a good chance you're on social media. Like the Facebook page, and it will include a poll every week. And you can, of course, submit questions and comments, and I will address those on the show. This is as much your show as it is anything else. Let's get this started this week with our first poll question of the season. And it's going to be an open-ended poll question. This is not multiple choice. Many of them are. Other than your favorite team, what area team are you most excited to see and why? I'm really curious to see where our answers go with this one, but other than your favorite team, and you can identify your favorite team if you'd like, but other than your favorite team, which area team are you most excited to see and why? It could be because of a new coach, could be because of a player that is changing the dynamic there, it could be maybe because you want to see what the program does this year to build on what they did last year, but either way, uh, other than your favorite team, which area team are you most excited to see and why? And we'll have the results for you next week on the program. What's new in 2019? That's where we'll start things. Parkersburg South has a new head coach in Nathan Tanner, a new running back in Donathan Taylor, a transfer from Williamstown, and we'll have much more on that in just a bit. They really are in a unique spot. 
Coming out of last year, Parkersburg South lost their quarterback, Braden Mooney, their running back, Nick Yoho, both to graduation. And though they did lose other talented football players to graduation, that's a big one-two punch. That's most of your offense. That's a lot of your tackles on defense. Those are two very, very key players in what was a playoff team last year, and a team that, frankly, probably should have won their first-round playoff game were it not for a big comeback by Hedgesville and somewhat of a controversial final few moments of that game. And on top of that, they lost their head coach, Mike Eddy, leaving after the season, took the job at Logan, Ohio, went there, and we wish him the best. But usually teams that come in with a new coach and new skill players and, and having lost your best two skill players from last year, your most productive two skill players, don't come in with the kind of excitement and enthusiasm that Parkersburg South has. But they really do believe that they got a shot to go back to the playoffs. And to be honest, in Class AAA, you have to have that feeling every year. 16 teams make it. There are 29 teams in AAA playing football. So the odds are that if you can come in 5-5 five and five and 4-6, and six, you're going to get in at some point. The Parkersburg South thinks they can do a lot better better than that, and there's no reason to believe they can't. Numbers are way up. I visited South's camp yesterday. Nathan Tanner, the head coach, said they were expecting in the 60s. A WTAP at 6 actually said 65 was the number. They attributed that to Tanner, and that was uh, maybe a couple hours after I talked to him. And that's even without some players that uh, were going to come out with him and done some weightlifting and some conditioning with him in the summer and then didn't, or maybe even in the spring when Tanner was first hired, but then didn't come out or were hurt over the summer. So there are a few players that they had with with them that fell away and still they got in the 60s. That's a good thing for them. By contrast, Parkersburg High School, they were talking about them on WTAP last night and they were down to 60. That was a step down for them to get to 60. South had been in the 40s and 50s for a while and to get 60 players, especially when you come in uh, off of a year where you lose your two best skill players, that's a good thing for Nathan Tanner. Parkersburg South, a good situation there. Some new rules come into play this year. Some differences with the play clock. There's now video replay at the Super 6. We hope to get someone from the SSAC to talk about that and the play clock. Of course, the play clock situation is going to affect all teams this year, and the lucky teams that go to the Super 6, they will have the virtue of video review on close and controversial calls. We'll talk about how that works hopefully in a later podcast so we can get somebody from the SSAC. This may be my personal favorite story. I think this is really cool. Peyton City has a new coach. They hired Zach Heasley. Heasley just turned 23 within the last month. He's a Peyton City grad a West Liberty graduate. He just graduated in May and was hired by the Wetzel County Board of Education in early March. So they hired him in March before he'd even graduated West Liberty. He played on the West Liberty football team for the last three seasons, started at West Virginia Wesleyan, but then went to West Lib to finish up his career. Had a job in hand, a coaching job in hand, and I would presume probably a teaching job in hand, before he even had his degree. How many young people nowadays can say they have that that early before they get out of school. They have that job in hand. Heasley going back home to coach at Peyton City, a 2015 graduate, replaces longtime coach Brent Crossman. He had the job for 20 years but stepped down. Can't imagine there are too many younger in not just this state, but this country, but in the history of West Virginia high school football. Just 23 years old on the sideline this fall. I'm looking forward to getting up and talking to him as part of the preseason preview series. That's going to be a really neat topic of conversation there. I looked. Peyton City does not play Parkersburg Catholic this year. Those two teams played last year, and if they did play this year, that would have pitted the 23-year-old Zach Keasley with the 33-year-old Lance Binniger. And I can't imagine that West Virginia high school football has seen a coach 
coaching matchup of two men that young in a very long time. Maybe not since, you know, we're talking the early 1900s when the coach essentially was maybe a captain or something like that. But other than that, I can't imagine any younger matchups of two head coaches in this state. But it's not to be because those two teams don't play. So I I guess that really uh, takes away the need to find out that question. But either way, congratulations and good luck to Peyton City's Zach Heasley, the new head coach of the Wildcats. Stay connected with us on Facebook. Like our page, the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. While you're there, answer our weekly poll question and feel free to share your comments or questions. Eric will get to those on a future edition of the show. This week we're going to talk about some of the findings from the preseason preview series. Of course, we mentioned this earlier. The Light Rock 93R Facebook page is your place to go for preseason video interviews with coaches from around the region. And this week I've been able to hit Williamstown, Parkersburg South, and Parkersburg Catholic. Talk to Terry Smith, the head coach of the Williamstown Yellow Jackets. And the thing that stuck out from what he said is that they've got a competition between two players, a quarterback. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm worried about the quarterback. You know, we had a good quarterback uh, last year, Carter Haynes. Uh, you know, he's a pretty, you know, obviously he's a good player, but he's even a better leader. We don't need to have another Carter Haynes. That would be nice. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we just need, need, need the guys to come up and step up and do their job. And right now, uh, we have, you know, Trevor Oates and Braden Modison are competing for the job, and they're both getting better in the efforts here. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what counts. Coach Smith went on to say that Oates and Modison are both competing for positions on the defensive side of the ball. So maybe that helps. Maybe it helps to not have to focus entirely on a quarterback competition when, in fact, what you're trying to do is just compete for the opportunity to play somewhere, anywhere. That's a different situation from where Williamstown's been the last several years. Of course, you can hear that whole interview on Light Rock 93, our Facebook page. Parkersburg South has a different running back situation. Again, as we said, gone is Nick Yoho, transferred in is Donathan Taylor, but head coach Nathan Tanner says Taylor's not the only one that's going to see carries for the Patriots this year. Donathan, he didn't start working out and practicing with us till late in the summer. We're still getting to know Donathan. Same with Donathan getting to know us. You know, he's still learning the system and whatnot. I think now, you know, that it's August and we'll be around one another on a daily basis, I think he'll catch on to things quickly. And I I think he'll be able to help our team out a lot. You know, Donathan's not the only running back that we're going to be leaning on. Devin Gaines, he's had a great offseason. Trey Robinson. He's had a great offseason as well. So, like you said, the cupboard isn't bare. That's Parkersburg South head coach Nathan Tanner. And I get it. He's trying to be diplomatic about the running back situation and not anoint one person as the guy that's going to be the go-to guy this year. But he also can't be overly coy. I mean, he might be fairly new to the area, but he has heard enough since he's been in this spring to know who's who in high school football in this area. And his assistant coaches know who's who in high school football in this area. And moreover, they know what Don. Jonathan Taylor's done at Williamstown and what he can do for Parkersburg South. He was one of those few Class A players that you looked at him on the field, you looked at him in uniform, and you said, yes, that person could play at a higher level than where they're playing now because they have the body, the physicality, and the talent to do so. So they know what they have, even though they might be a little bit coy about it. And I think the bigger part of what Tanner said, the takeaway there is going to be that they need to get to know him and he needs to get to know them and moreover his system and the South system and the way that South wants to do things. And if Taylor can abide by that, and if Taylor can thrive within that, then I think Parkersburg South has a nice piece. But to pretend that, oh, we don't really know what we have, I'm not sure that I buy that. Everyone knows what South has in Jonathan Taylor. That's been reported at the statewide level. He's been one of those transfer
transfers to watch for this year, and he's going to have an immediate impact on this Parkersburg South team. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Parkersburg Catholic head coach Lance Binniger and I had a conversation about the leadership of Jeb Boyce. I walked into their practice facility, and Jeb was in a few minutes after I got there, and I'm not someone who recognizes Jeb Boyce by face, or at least I wasn't until yesterday, but just the way he carried himself, he carried himself as a leader, and that's what Coach Binniger and I talked about. Funny you say that, because Jeb's attitude is, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, he just oozes with charisma, confidence, yeah, yeah. because, I mean, that's just how he is, and I love it, yeah. because he's never cocky, he's never arrogant, he's very sure of what he can do, and it, 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 it does seep down to the other kids. I never played varsity football, and just watching him walk into a room, I'm like, I want to go play with that guy. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he, he demands the attention of the room and goes to town. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. First one in the locker room, last one out. That's Parkersburg Catholic head coach Lance Binnerg and I talking with the leadership of Jeb Boyce and when you're down Ty Sturm and you're down Aiden Stotts, those are the only two graduation losses Parkersburg Catholic had last year. They're going to need to rely on Boyce who really was the second half of the thunder and lightning kind of combo with Ty Sturm although those two is more lightning and lightning but about the leadership of Boyce and the way he carried himself, it reminded me of being around Parkersburg South last year and seeing Nick Yoho in the locker room or walking around Nick Yoho at practice. He carries himself like Yoho with that confidence, with that, hey, I'm the guy that's going to lead the team and set the pace. And it's not a bad thing. Everybody needs that. Coach Benninger, I think, did a good job to point out the line between cocky and confident. Cocky is not good. Cocky can be a cancer on a team. Confident is what you want. You want somebody that everyone else can line up behind, that everyone else can look to when times get tough, and that is that leader on the field, in the locker room, and everywhere else where you're pro is and I see vestiges of what I saw last year in Yoho in Jeb Boyce this year. But the biggest thing to watch out for with Parkersburg Catholic is the fact that they only lost those two seniors last year, as I said. So they have nine returning starters on both sides of the ball. And that offensive line was all new last year. So as good as that team was last year, a playoff team, an eight-win team coming off of a winless season the year before, big things could also be forthcoming for the 2019 Parkersburg Catholic Crusaders. They're actually going to play two of their home games this year on Friday night behind the high school. They've called that Crusader field. They played a Saturday afternoon game there last year. They're bringing in lights. I was talking last week with Parkersburg High School Principal John Goldieski, and the plan is to bring in lights for those two games. They're playing a couple home games there. They want to make that part of their school tradition. They want to have that true home field Friday night experience. They're going to do that there. They're also playing a Thursday night game at Don Drum Stadium in Marietta. They wanted to play on Don Drum last year. That was something they tried to do. Either last year or the year before weren't able to do it, but they want to really appeal to Marietta because they do get some of their students from Marietta. Let's be honest, it's a Catholic school, so they're going to be able to attract students from a wide area. And for those families and students that live in Marietta, they want to be able to have that school activity over in Marietta at Don Drum. And again, it's an artificial turf surface. It's a nice surface. It's fairly new. So it'll be a great venue and a great time there. That's actually a Thursday night game uh, late in October as they'll play in Marietta Thursday night late October and then the two Fridays earlier in the year at Crusader Field behind Parkersburg Catholic High School. So a lot to be excited for if you're a Parkersburg Catholic Crusader or a Crusader fan.
Don't forget the season kicks off Friday, August 30th on the stations of Seven Rangers Radio. Light Rock 93R has St. Mary's at home against Roan County. 92.3 WXCR has Ritchie County at home against Tyler Consolidated. And V96.9 has Parkersburg South on the road to take on Ripley. Countdown to kickoff on all three of those stations airs at 6 p.m. on Friday, August 30th. And we'll be happy to have you along on any of our three stations for coverage of high school football on Seven Rangers Radio. We'll also be partnering with 1455 Media to help promote some of their games this year. And they've got a whole schedule of games. Go on Facebook and uh, like 1455 Media, 14 spelled out, 55 Media. And they got a whole schedule of some really good matchups on their outlet this year. And we're excited to work with them and help promote their schedule. And I'm sure you'll see some crossover. Some of their personalities will be on our programming and vice versa. So we're looking for that as we kick off this season as well. August 30th is when it starts for most teams. Wheeling Central Williamstown, Thursday, August 29th. We'll have much more on that one as we get closer to it. But again, 6 o'clock, Friday, August 30th on any of the stations of Seven Rangers Radio. It all kicks off with Countdown to Kickoff. And then new this year, after all of our games on Seven Rangers Radio, 93R, 92.3, and V96.9, we'll have Metro News High School Game Night with Fred Persinger and Dave Jacklin. That's new this year on all three of our stations. Until then, you can find more information by following the Light Rock 93R Facebook page. We'll have more of our video series. By the time this hits the air, I probably will have already talked to Jody Mode at St. Mary's and Jason Schaub in Marietta. Later this week, I plan to talk with Mike Bias at Parkersburg High School and Rick Hott at Ritchie County. And then, of course, you'll hear from head coaches from Frontier River, Magnolia Tyler, and Payton City. So that's all to come over the next week or two. Plenty of content there to get you set for August 30th and to tide you over and to help you fill your high school football fix between now and then. And there's always this show that will air every Wednesday all the way through the high school football season. It could be until all the teams in this area are done. could be until the Super 6. It was last year. We did an episode after the Super 6. But either way, we'll be with you all the way through the season. Every Wednesday, find us on Facebook at the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. For now, you'll get a notification if the name changes and download us on iTunes. That's the easiest way to get it. Just subscribe to us on iTunes and it goes right into your podcast folder on your iPhone every Wednesday when we're on the air. That'll do it for us. I want to thank all of our guests today. We had, we heard from Terry Smith of Williamstown, uh, Nathan Tanner of Parkersburg South, and Lance Bender of Parkersburg Catholic. Again, this week's poll question, other than your favorite team, which area team are you most excited to see and why? Let us know. The question will be posted to Facebook, and we'll have that answers for that and have some discussion about that and the results of that question next week on the program. Until then, my name is Eric Little. Stay tuned for more of the preseason preview series on Light Rock 93 on our Facebook page. I'll be back at you next week with a new episode of the High School Football Podcast. Until then, have a great week, everybody. This has been the Eric Little High School Football Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and vote in our weekly poll. Come back next week for another new episode, and thanks for listening.